piss, 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 Howdy there, sir, and welcome back to Endgame Riverdale Podcast, where two sluts and also a third-person review a sexy, sexy show. I am your first host, Sugar Daddy. I am your second host, Pre-Farm Kevin. And I'm your third host, me And together we are Generation C. Random number generation? We're the random number generation. My random number is one. (laughs) I choose the random number one. Is that fair? Uh, I have a question for everyone. What is everyone's favorite dance move from this episode? This is the musical episode. When they do the the lawnmower! (laughs) They do the lawnmower all in unison in the classroom, and it's so funny. Okay, lawnmower. I when they jump up on the table for no reason. They jump on the table. A oh, good one. Yeah. I like when Cheryl and Tony play patty cake. <laughs> Did you see them do the lawnmower? No, I didn't. It's in the classroom when they're seeing random number generation. All of them go. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so much happening this whole episode. I it's it's truly a really great episode of television. If you ignore all the ways in which it is the worst episode of Riverdale. Pretty offensive to so many different people. Uh, do you have a fanfic for us? Okay, you want a fanfic, everybody? No. Yes. I want them to fall in love. Welcome to the fanfic section of the podcast. We've been reading Not Your Lapdog by gay underscore underscore and underscore girl underscore right. We're on chapter eight. In the last chapter, the main character was hurt on the battlefield and Reggie called off the war. Okay. I wake up. The pain's still there, but a little duller. I try to sit up, but I feel a hand holding me down. Stay down, a female voice that I don't recognize says. Who? I begin, but get cut off by the same woman. And shut up. I'm trying to concentrate on keeping you alive, and if you keep talking, I'll let you die, the voice says. That's rude. And I decide to do (laughs) That's unkind. I look Don't around and my eyes focus. I'm not really sure where I am. A bar of some kind. Oh, God. No. Okay. I look up at the woman who seems to be drawing a spell of some kind above me. <gasps> I recognize her. It's Shadowhunters. <laughs> I recognize her a little. <laughs> you <laughs> I think she went to Riverdale for a while before all the rich parents complained and got most of the vampires kicked out. What? My it, other it's Tony is- Topaz. No, no, they've met they've Tony. Met. They've met Tony. It's sweet. My other senses begin to return slowly, and I smell a lot of alcohol, which makes sense since I'm in a bar. It's definitely Veronica, but um, no, no she, she's not she a got kicked out. The vampires got kicked out of. Has to be someone not rich. There's also a similar scent as what I'd smell from Bangs and Tony. It's a lot stronger, which means that I'm somewhere on the south side. Is it Jelly Bean? Joaquin. <laughs> it's a woman. I don't know. Is Joaquin. it Alice Cooper? Who the fuck is it? Joaquin's Jelly- been through some stuff. 
The smell would never be this strong normally. I swear to God, if they're like, it's this petty. is a Shadow Hunters character, I'm gonna lose it. I know that's not what's happening. It's clearly. That'd be what's happening. Are you a witch or a vampire? I ask, and she glares down at me. Oh, didn't witch? I tell you to shut the fuck up? I just want to heal you so I can get the fuck out of here. If I didn't owe Tony a favor, I would have let you die, she says, clearly annoyed. Jay, what's wrong? A new male voice asks. Is it Jelly Bean? It is Jelly Bean! I'm so smart! You're I telling me Jelly Bean Jones says the fuck word? It's being spelled fuck! It's being spelled. <laughs> it's being spelled J A Y, not just J. Oh. It's still Jelly Bean, right? J. Skyland Falcon. Yeah. Infamously, Skyland Falcon begins with J. These spells always work on wounds. It works on werewolf works too. I, heal, I agree. So I true. heal things and sweep you with ease, she yells. Well, fuck, I'm probably still gonna die. Look, I'm special, I yell out and throw my arms up. I'm divergent. I shouldn't have done that, I whisper with a soft laugh. Why do I feel drunk right now? I hear a door get thrown open. We got a fucking problem, I hear a familiar voice say. Hi, Please stop saying here. I say and try to wave. What? What else? I listen to someone say. Oh, they said I I hear this being happening. I hear this. I hear this being <laughs> happening? They You're right. Spoke. I misspoke. Okay, cut this. <laughs> What's going on, Fogarty? Jay asks, clearly annoyed. There are two wolves approaching. One blonde and the other red, a new voice says, and I look up to see the vampire fangs run after. The two are holding hands. I'm so confused about who's in this. Who the fuck's blonde? Betty. It's Betty and Archie. It has to okay. be. Oh. oh god, I hate imagining them as wolves together. <laughs> this is, I'm having a bad time. With Thanks it's Clarion Chase. It's Clarion Chase. <laughs> Don't know who that is. They're coming. Jug, take, take fangs and sweet pea and find out what they want while I try to deal with our pro other problem, Jay says, and I shake my head. Help me stand, Cheryl, I whisper. I really think it's Jelly Cheryl Bean. and I make our way out slowly. What are you two doing here? Cheryl asks as we see Betty and Archie. Look, it's Barchi, I say. Oh, <laughs> disgusting. Uh, and that makes Cheryl laugh a little. Oh my God, please. We need to get out him out of here, Cheryl says, and I try to shake my head, but I'm too weak. Maybe standing was a bad idea. You can't take him, Cheryl. Reggie will just track you, Archie says, and she sighs. I can. My scent should be able to cover him as long as he stays on the south side. He shouldn't be able to track him easily, Fangs offers. It's our best option, Betty says, and Jay sighs. Be careful, Fangs' boyfriend whispers and kisses him. Ew. I'm homophobic. Hello, I say and wave weakly at the boyfriend. His name is Sweet Pea, right? Sweet Pea looks down at me and he seems upset. Wait, since when is... Since when are Sweet Pea and Fangs dating? I don't... I... <laughs> Weird. I just want to know who Jay is, and I'm I'm co slowly coming to terms with the fact that I'm never getting it. Fangs no, begins. Fangs begins running, keeping a tight grip on me. I watch as we run, most of it a blur. He stops, and I see Dilton's bunker. This the place? He asks, and I nod, even though I have no clue. My everything hurts. I say and let out a soft whimper. This is an exact scene between Archie and Veronica. <laughs> I'm gonna take a nap now. I say and. He Hear him say something, but I fall asleep before I can figure out what it was. My guy cocked out. Julian Asok or Julianowsk said yes. 
It's <laughs> 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 all right, Queen. What can I say? And that's the only comment? So true, Bestie. I agree. Yes. <laughs> I have to verify my email? Oh, give me a second. What were you going to comment? Were you going to say who's Jay? Yes. I'm desperate. I'm activating my account. Give me like five seconds. Watch the next chapter explain who Jay is. <laughs> Not too bad. My name's Piss Game? What? <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. The next chapter has a Jay's POV. <laughs> Who's Jay? <laughs> I'm sure the POV will explain. I don't think it does. I'm so Funny. I'm sure it will explain. So also, can we can we rewind to the canonization of witches? Yeah. No. There's so many mythical creatures in this one little town. You yeah, could say funny. it's a wicked little town if you wanted to. And oh. that brings us to tra tra drag tra trans. They're all straight. Random. No, is not straight. His accent. But his actor is. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> and so is Madeline Patch, and I'm you know who's not straight? Lily Reinhardt, but they have her face. Um, before we get into this, I want to vaguely explain the plot of Hedwig and you the Angry Inch so you can understand. No, you want oh yeah. Well, I was just gonna give a pretty basic rundown. So I haven't seen the movie, but I know what happens. Uh huh. Um. Just so that you know that this shouldn't have been on Riverdale. No. Probably. No. It's like a cult classic. And it's about somebody who needs to get out of Germany. And the only way they can get out is by marrying a man. And so they have to undergo gender reassignment surgery so that they can pass as a woman to get out. Um, but the surgery is botched. So then they have like a one inch like mound between their legs, which is the angry Hedwig and the angry inch. Um, and then that, so that's like the basic beginning of the thing. Yeah. Something you don't need to know that I find funny uh, is after getting the surgery, the Berlin wall is torn down, meaning that it was all useless. Yeah. Um, and then the main character identifies as a woman. A woman. Yeah. It's, it's, a lot of the explicit gender roles in, or like gender expressions in the show are left vague. Yeah. Uh, and the, the entire show is about being trans and about dysmorphia. Yeah. Uh, sorry, dysphoria. That and gender and identity and like relationships and queerness. And unlike the other musicals that they've done, well, I guess they've only done one so far. Um, it's, unlike the other musicals, it's also set in Nazi Germany. No, unlike the other ones Riverdale has done, this musical does not translate to doing like a fun little episode where you sing all the songs. Like, no, they conveniently like leave out the the song that has the name of the show in it. Yeah, because then it would they would require them to sing about like a sex change operation. Yeah, which I don't think the CW would have greenlit. Which I think means that a high school wouldn't have greenlit it. I just don't get why, like, Heathers, you could put, you could make the songs relate to Riverdale, like, in some capacity, most of them. 
and it was fine. But why would you choose this? Because there is so much background to this, to the context of these songs. Yes, this song, this show is not a high school show. Yeah. Like the other two were shows set in a high school about high schoolers. Yeah. And the next show that they do is a show about a family being done by the family. But this, there, I mean, there aren't trans characters on this show. No. This would be so different. If there was, if there was a character that was trans, if you plopped out Unique from Glee, (laughs) slapped them in Riverdale, and then gave them all these songs, this episode would be way better. Yes, because this is a musical that is for trans people. Kevin being gay does not mean that he can be Hedwig in this, and I don't get why they would choose this musical. No, we'll t- I, we will talk about it more when it yeah. is relevant. I just a wanted lot to give context for that I don't like that they did this. No. It's not good. Uh, anyway, it opens with Jug. Which is they- so rude. Sorry, let me just say. The freaking character arc of Cole Sprouse refusing to do these and then somehow being turned into the opening singer. I know. I know. It's like, oh, buddy. Was he still dating Lily Reinhardt at this time? Yeah, because quarantine hadn't happened yet. Okay. Um, My man was so- demoralized. No, he, he looks like he wanted to die oh. so bad. Honestly, he looks so done. What happened to you? He got reined in by Lily Reinhardt. She said, you sing these songs and then I'm dropping you. She was only with him to get him to sing these fucking musical That's numbers. So anyway, um, it opens with Jughead finding a tape and singing about it. And then Archie finding a tape and singing about it. And then Veronica finding a tape and singing about it. And then Tony and Cheryl finding a tape and singing about it. And then Betty finding a tape and singing about it. And then Alice and FP and Jellybean and Veronica and Hiram and Hermione and Kevin and everyone at Pops and Betty and Jughead again. All finding tapes and singing about it. The tapes are back. We had to take a break from the tapes to deal with another mystery. It was very convenient of Jellybean to let us have a break from it it's it's so bad i love it it's amazing it it got me it's killing how much time does jellybean have a lot (laughs) she has an army notices her being gone for 15 hours no she just sets up the tripod and then goes and and craps off she has to hide all these tripods and buy them and buy tapes now she steals them from school the tripods yeah, all of it. All of it's from the school AV club. She's in middle school. They have a really big AV club. She walks into the house carrying a box of 50 tripods and her parents are like, what's that? That's just and she's like, nothing. Me. She's like, it's for AV club. <laughs> Duh. And then she's Alice is like, ah, oh, a, a, a reporter. She's recording individual apartments inside apartment buildings. That's wild. She's recording businesses like pops also wild she's spending so much time i think that it is this is a completely unrelated but i think it's impressive that cole sprouse who hates singing is still leagues better than kj appa professional singer 
Archie sounds so bad. Archie was making me laugh. It was actually embarrassing. It, it was, was so sad. So, it. I just feel like by this point they were not having fun. I felt like in Heather's they were having fun. I think Reggie had fun this episode. I do too. I was gonna talk about Reggie. I think the biggest crime of this episode is is making the parents sing. I know. I know. What a freaking rude thing! You made Skeet Ulrich sing to camera. No, that's when he was like, I'm leaving the show. <laughs> this Honestly, is what opened the floodgates for the next musical episode. This was the original sin. The mass dad exodus is coming. I do. I just want to appreciate the line, you learn too late, you've used two wishes like a fool. I just like that line. Hedwig is a good musical. Yeah. Then we have Hiram... Oh, sorry. Hiram drink, drinking Cafe Sin Leche <laughs> and then working out at Archie's gym for homeless children that he shouldn't be in. Homeless children and the uh, dying. Um, homeless children and the man who could solve homelessness. That's so true. Wow. That, he really rubs it in, huh? He's like, sucks to me. <laughs> oh, oh, you're sick? Mm. I don't think I'm going to go to my doctor, actually. <laughs> What's that, sepsis? Weird. Man, Hiram is bad at lifting. He does not even lift, bro. And Archie gets really worried about him. My guy needs a spotter. <laughs> no, he's really, like, his form is actually really bad. He could, like, damage a lot of, like, muscles, bones, anything, honestly. Don't worry. He has like one and a half plates on that thing. He'll be fine. He might be lifting 40 pounds. That's so true, bestie. Um, I need you to add things to the fucking timeline. Yeah, the tale of Sisyphus. What are you adding? The trail of tears happens. The Salem witch trials. You're making me add that too. And we were going to add it later anyway. Well, I feel like the trail of tears is relevant, right? Like, oh, it's yeah. relevant. In what way is it relevant? It's after blossom cannibalism, I can tell you that. But before <laughs> the Great Depression. What a oh. stunning timeline we have here. <laughs> I wish that everyone could see this timeline. It's bonkers. We haven't even gotten to the later seasons where you have episodes which are flashbacks to the past. No. I, know. I haven't I haven't I haven't put so much on here yet. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Grandpappy Pook. Grand I can never what? say this person's name. Grandpappy Cooper. Grandpappy Cooper and Grandpappy Blossom. What happened? <laughs> you guys can't can't be laughing this hard at a poop thing. You gotta cope. We gotta come back. Come back. Come back. Grandpappy Cooper and Grandpappy Blossom. I, I only know Grandpappy Poop. <laughs> I actually think that I, I hate both of you. <laughs> the Salem Witch Trials were before the Trail of Tears, right? No fucking idea. I think so. Oh, yeah. What yeah. happened with Grandpappy Cooper and Grandpappy Blossom? They, they had a big falling out. Didn't they like murder each other or some shit? Yes, I've one of them that. murdered the other. Yeah. Who murdered who? I don't um, remember. I think, I think the Coopers Cooper? murdered the Blossom. Right? That's what makes sense. And that's what it is until season six. And I forgot this, but they change it to the other way around. 
which is you know what that's fine because it shows how stories that are passed down get changed no time. it's not fine because the conways blackmail the the cooper family about murdering the blossoms which results in hal's dad becoming a serial killer and murdering <laughs> all the conways it's actually a really important point in the timeline but now instead they were being blackmailed about being the victims of murder <laughs> which is nonsense you know what else they changed what that his name is not grandpappy poop anymore screw you you're the worst i'm adding the tale of sisyphus he's kidding sisyphus <laughs> <laughs> Kinlist, um, Prometheus, no John Sisyphus. John Woodkin, that's a take. Can we, can we, can we talk about how he hears that he has to write like three essays and he's like, I'm Sisyphus, this is my rock. And it's book, it's about books he's already fucking read. Every yeah. day Hades went to Sisyphus and said, write me a book report on Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> and every day. I would day... understand if it was a book he hadn't even read yet. I'd be like, that's overwhelming. But it's, he's already read all of them. <laughs> also, I don't think I've read, I wrote book reports in high school. I don't know what a book report fucking is. I, I wrote a book report in third grade. I don't know what <laughs> that entails. Well, it in, first it entails getting a large boulder and a medium sized tail. <laughs> <laughs> I hate both of you. <laughs> about it again. I freaking we're we have like zero scenes until we have to talk about Hedwig. I'm really tired. You need to come back to me. Come back to me because we gotta talk random number generation. Come um. back. Then Kevin and Mr. Honey have an argument, but the scene opens with Kevin bringing in a boombox to the <laughs> office and setting it down and then speaking to Mr. Honey. He's prepped from last time. He, wants, he knows. Okay, going, instead of a musical, there's going to be a variety show. I don't know why. In the, another episode before this, they said there'd be a musical. It does break canon. Kevin wants to perform a number from Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Um, and Mr. Honey says that show is not appropriate for students and families. And Kevin says, um, it was on Broadway. <laughs> Freaking cats isn't appropriate for students and families. It isn't appropriate for anyone. Equus is on Broadway. <laughs> My guy. I just thought the way he said it was so funny. Um, all, I had a question in the scene. Um, has Kevin's tickling plotline been resolved? No. Or is that Okay. And he does get tickled in the wigs. That's uh, that was your follow up question. I'm almost certain. Then he says, "We're Generation Z." We're Generation Z. He's so um, defiant with it. It's the most iconic line in the episode. Z is not a number. That's the thing. <laughs> None of the things in this song work. It's all bad. Kevin's actor can't sing, man. No. I, I think he sounds fine. I don't think he should have been given like the main part of a whole musical episode. I just think he sounds flat. I don't know. Uh, maybe that maybe it's something in how they tuned it. I think that was them trying to make it better. <laughs> they everyone in the school sings random number generation. They all have t-shirts with numbers. Archie's number one, Betty's number two, Veronica's number three, which means Jughead's number four. 
Um, Cheryl's number five, but it's red. I thought she was six. Doesn't matter. None of them are random. No. It's all... So, it's, you had one job. The song has three words in it, and you heard one of them. They, they all dance in class and they do the lawnmower. They stand on desks. I mean, it sounds bad. No, it's unfortunate. <laughs> they rip all of their school supplies from their lockers. They destroy the school. And then Kevin's like, Mr. Honey, did that convince you? I'm like, no, the whole school is destroyed. Why would that? The staff has to stay longer because of you. No, they don't have a custodial staff anymore because he fucking died. (laughs) I actually like how KJ sounds when he's singing rock. I I agree with that and I wish I didn't, but I thought that too. I wish he just never picked up an acoustic guitar ever again in his life. Me too. Um, then Archie, I don't, do you have anything else to say about that musical number? It's so bad. No, I, I'll say that this was a number cut from the actual musical. It's not in the show. That's unfortunate. It is a backup number in case there is a massive wardrobe malfunction. They couldn't find enough songs in the show to sing that they went to the Whittlest Minotaur levels of showery. Heart is a great song. It's equivalent to random number generation. I actually liked your version better than the official one yeah. she showed me. I was like, no, this is way better. Archie signs up for the variety show and he writes the Archies. Um, because the Mickey's were taking. That was a good one. Grandpappy. <laughs> <laughs> then Kevin tells Fangs that Mr. Honey is being like totally unfair. And then Fangs is like, go rogue. Don't. How about you, you don't go rogue? Hey, and if you go rogue, can you not bring up the Berlin Wall? <laughs> that would be really weird. Um, then Archie tells his friends that he signed them all up to sing with him in a group called the Archies. And then Jug goes, we're the <laughs> And Jug also says, you know I support you kids in your rock and roll. I love that. That's a funny line. I love Pulse Press. They were all too ready to sing in a band with Archie. If you came up to me and you were like, I signed us up to sing in front of people together, I'd be like, no. <laughs> no. No, you wouldn't be singing. You'd be playing the tambourine. Then, oh my god, Kevin is on the fucking speakers of the school. Uh, <laughs> and he sings, and he, sings, he tells everyone to get their asses to the music room, and he's wearing a headwig outfit, and he sings in the music room, and he has a hair whoosh, and then he assaults Archie. And <laughs> Did you know that the only reason that that happened, it wasn't in the script, it just, like, on the day... Not Chris Colfer. What the hell is this man's name? <laughs> oh my god, that is so mean. I know, it's <laughs> offensive. That's such a rude thing. Uh, Corey, Corey Cott uh, and KJ Apple were like, wouldn't it be funny if we kissed? And that's it. That's the only right. reason it's here. grabs Archie Wait, and what? forcibly kisses him. Wait, yeah, what? No, that's the joke. Two fully straight men, one of them in drag pretending to be trans, were like, wouldn't it be a funny joke? If we kissed. And not only if we kissed, but if you forcibly grabbed my character and kissed him against his will. I fully did not. I don't know. 
And I, I, I can never know if this was meant to be a reference to Neil Patrick Harris and his husband at the Tonys doing Sugar Daddy. Hello, this is me from the editing booth. I was close. This is a reference to a point in the show where Hedwig kisses a random audience member every night. That has its own host of problems I don't want to get into. However, Casey Cott only intended to kiss KJ's cheek, but KJ turned his face at the last second to make it a full kiss. So it's... It's weird all the way down. Um, it's also about time that we talk about drag, but since I don't want to at this very moment, I'm instead going to bring up Kevin's awful blush. Oh yeah, it's bad. They took the reddest lipstick you've ever seen and just streaked it on his cheeks and were like, that's the day. That's the thing. This this episode has like no respect or care for drag or trans people. Like, it just doesn't I mean, they just slap drag on Kevin, and they don't have anything about, like, Kevin- And then everyone else. Kevin has never shown desire to wear makeup, or drag, or dresses, or wigs, or anything like that. I mean, that's never been a part of his character. He's never seemed interested in it. You know who I could imagine? You know who I could imagine being a great focal point for this episode? Even Even if it wasn't- and it was just a drag episode, which it is, which is still bad. I think Reggie Mantle. I would agree with that because I think that would make more sense. Reggie Mantle, because Reggie Mantle previously has has been like, yeah, I'm chill with doing gender nonconforming stuff. Yeah, I just it's a different actor. So. I don't like to be like, oh, because Kevin is gay, that means that he's yeah. wearing makeup and doing drag. No. I don't think that's true. He's never, ever, ever seen interested in that. No. I want to, I also want to, like, Fangs is fully just shirtless. Like, no fucking wonder he that Honey thinks it's inappropriate. You can't be shirtless at school. And oh, he's great also point. Wear clothes. Mr. Honey said, I don't want you to do this. Kevin said, I want to. And then he had somebody shirtless and he kissed someone against their will. And, like, that is not okay. And his shorts are not knee-length, might I add. And, like, I would understand this episode, the episode conflict way more if Kevin wanted to do a song that wasn't super explicit from the musical and Mr. Honey was like, no, the whole musical's inappropriate. And Kevin was like, but I don't want to do the whole musical. I want to do this one song. The Origin of Love is a song about queerness. That would be totally fine for Kevin to sing. Yes. Like... There's no problem with it. And then that's, oh my god, I get so, we're not there yet. But they take all these songs about transness and they make Kevin sing them. And then they have the origin of love, which Kevin could actually sing. And it would make sense. And then they don't give it to Kevin. It really bothers me. (laughs) Because you want to know the most interesting thing about Hedwig, which is why I think this episode is even weirder, is that Hedwig is a straight romance story. Yeah. It is a woman and a man. Yeah. It, the only thing it is about, I mean, it is about queerness in, in some aspect. Yeah. And like it has songs about, about, about like gay, about gayness and homosexuality. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Hedwig is a straight character. Yeah. Kevin's not. I know. I know. And so it's, it's, it's the, the only way that you can look at it is either the writers don't view Hedwig as a straight character, which means they don't view Hedwig as a woman, which is, yeah. uh, which is like, why would you ever do the show then if, like, you don't want the actual basis of the show? 
or that that i don't know that they don't view trans relationships between between a woman and a man as straight that like they still think that there's gay that like that's gay or that they didn't care about that and we're like oh if we put kevin in in drag that's essentially the same i i truly just don't think they care about like trans people like <laughs> um so it's the sleepover with Kevin, Betty, Tony, and Cheryl. These oh, people gosh. have never interacted even once no, together. They've never had a sleepover. This is the strangest. Now, we're going to take a moment. We're going to take a moment, Sarah and I. We're going to take a moment, and we're going to remove the transness from this scene. We'll get to it in a second, but we need a little bit of a reprieve. So we're going to remove it for a second. And instead, think about this, this scene as what they intended it to be, which is a makeover montage. So they're all having a sleepover. They put Kevin in a chair, they do his makeup, and then they flash to another person's house where they do the same thing. And then when they turn him around, they're in a third person's house. And then they have a, a, a pillow fight in a fourth person's house. Because there's four people. No, there's actually five. They yeah, but Tony doesn't have a home. They keep moving. They why? That's the just the normal sleep. I oh, thought they only went to three. three. I thought they were. They might Betty, only go to three houses. Then Veronica. I think it might be Betty, Cheryl, Veronica. Yeah. Still That's far so too many houses. That is too many houses. It's so strange. I think the scene is. I think there's one funny thing about the scene that's Kevin being like, I feel like I'm nothing. Like I contribute nothing. I my existence doesn't matter. And he's right. His existence in the show does nothing. You know what I would have enjoyed? Yeah. I think that yeah. this episode could have worked if we had had an arc about, if Kevin, if they had a trans character, if Kevin was a trans character, and then they had the moment where they turned him around in like the makeup and the hair, that would be good. This is a unique song. I know, unique would kill this song. Sorry, there's one more transition that I'd like to talk about, which is the fact that they're all pillow fighting. And there's a bunch of like feathers and stuff everywhere. And at the end of the fill fight, they all fall down. In the middle of the fall, they teleport to Betty's house. <laughs> That's an important fact for you to know. So in that respect, this scene is fun. I just wish that the I wish that this show cared about trans people so that I could like this musical episode because I love I love the musical episodes of Riverdale. This song more than any of the other songs that they sang in this episode, is squarely about being trans. Yeah. This song is, is about, like, putting on, like, gender-affirming clothing and, like, putting on makeup and feeling like yourself when you are like that. I know. I don't know why they couldn't just have a trans character. Yeah. Because I can just see them turning around with the chair, and that I would know. be so sweet. That would be good. And instead, what you get is... Like, because this 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 song is so squarely about being trans, and that there's almost no other interpretation you could have about being about this episode, about sorry about this song, is that it's it's about gender dysphoria. Yeah, you know, like it's a, I, there's nothing else it could ever be about. It it it's a song about it's the way they do it. It's a song where Kevin masquerades being trans, yeah. which is just gross. Or it's like they're they're like, oh, isn't it so funny that we're dressing you up like and putting makeup on you? And they're like, I don't know. 
there's an equation of drag to being trans in this episode, yeah. which is not great. I know. I also just don't understand why Kevin would even be at their sleepover. Kevin's Betty's best friend. And Veronica's best gay. This this scene, more than any other one, is really gross to me. I know. No, it's not This good. is probably the worst. It's so horrible. And I honestly think, like, Riverdale wasn't popular enough at the time this aired for it to get, this episode to get a lot of traction. If this mm-hmm. episode was on a more watched show, yeah, they would have been eviscerated. Yeah. Anyway... The cheerleaders find Mr. Honey at Pop. He's just trying to eat. Leave they literally up. are stalking. Eat. They're stalking him. Oh, wait. Sorry. Go back. There is a pizza place in Riverdale called Little Cicero's. You can write it down. I don't think. No, I'm. it might not be in Riverdale. I think it might be outside of Riverdale. Oh, they don't say it's in Riverdale. They just say, do you want to order from Little Cicero's? Oh, no. They- this was Tessaly Williams. No! Damn it! Tessa! Tessa, really? why'd you do this? Tessa! Girl. We were, we were so close. This episode does have Ryan Murphy vibes. It does. This episode's the weirdest vibes. I don't... But Anyway, the cheerleaders fucking stalk Mr. Honey, find him at Pops while he's just trying to enjoy a meal, and then sing Sugar Daddy at him, it's even so though he says funny. multiple times that it makes him uncomfortable and he would like them to stop. Yeah, but it is the funniest scene. It is so funny. <laughs> this is so, the best so song dumb. in the like, show. Actually, so. this is not appropriate for a school setting. They're like, um, I think you you're haven't wrong. heard us perform Sugar Daddy yet. Like, um, Daddy, I don't think you know what's appropriate. Put some sugar in my bowl. The fact that they didn't that Veronica didn't sing this song to Hiram is the greatest travesty in Riverdale history. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I- <laughs> God, that would have been iconic. I would have loved this episode. That would be disgusting. This is a song sung by a lesbian to a principal. Yeah. Asking him to have sex with her. I cannot even explain this. The cheerleaders are all dancing sexually while singing Sugar Daddy at a principal in a public restaurant. And they, they go play on the table. patty cake. They have a patty cake break in the song. They twerk on a jukebox. It's bad. I don't know what this was supposed to be, but I like it. <laughs> and then afterwards... They're all surprised that, that that Mr. Honey didn't like that number. Um, and he says any student doing Hedwig will now be banned from prom. He's oh. so uncomfortable. He wanted to have asparagus for fuck's sake. Do you and what's Cheryl's really rational response to this? How queerphobic of you. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus, that got it. You hurt. asked a man to you. have sex with you? And you said it was queerphobic when he said no? He said multiple times you were making him uncomfortable because he was watching a bunch of underage girls sing Sugar Daddy at him. Excuse me? How is it queerphobic? It's not queerphobic. The show is straight. Anyway, (laughs) the only way it could be queerphobic is because it's about trans people, but you're not doing it as a show about trans people. So what the... are you doing it about then that would make it queer? 
other than it has Kevin. No, it's literally a trans musical. He's not queer phobic. He's just Kevin phobic. I mean, he's not being he's, just he's not being anything phobic anyway. But if you were gonna say one, say transphobic. He's, no, he's Kevin phobic. He just hates. Oh, him. oh. Also, this line made me upset because Cheryl earlier was like, "And I'm the head of our LGBTQI." That's what I was gonna say. And I'm like, you. And I was like, okay, they don't want to say queer because it's television. Yeah. Fine. She says queer. I had oh. that written down. I wrote that down in my notes. She says the LGBTQIA plus alliance. And then she says queer phobic. Yeah. Just say queer. No, say LGBTQIA plus phobic. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, baby. <laughs> More letters. <laughs> I hate when people don't say queer. I. How queer phobic of you? <laughs> I've never heard anyone say queer phobic. No, you gotta be more specific. Because it's all, it is more specific than that. It's rarely someone says vaguely, I hate queer people. Usually yeah. they wander vaguely when their mother will die. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad you also got upset about that. As Cheryl cuts so, the pie to pass it to, to Mr. Honey. Donna saying this to find out information. No, I wrote that down. I was like, the fact that you did this musical episode one episode after Donna is gone is pissing me off. Donna... Would have been iconic in this episode. But no, I guess not. Anyway, I wrote that during the origins of love scene between okay. Betty and We're going to take a break so I can pull off. Yeah. I lost But this song is iconic television. <laughs> now back to the show. Veronica calls Archie... And they meet, and she says she's worried about her dad. And Archie reveals that her dad has been skipping appointments to go to his gym, and they have a big fight. This is all lead up. Yeah. Then Betty is mad at Jughead for um, working with Charles to look at videotapes instead of doing his work. Why is Betty such a controlling asshole in this episode? That's not. She wants important. to graduate with him. What's important is that we learn not only. Is their intercourse synced? Their fights are synced as well. So yeah, like true. He... Then they sing, um, you're all sewn up. And well, first Jug goes, I don't want to be, I'm going to be your dorm husband. I guess death just changes a person. And then he throws things around the room and like destroys the bunker yeah, in iconic. a fit of rage. It's really he cool. Does, Look, things. mind you, mind you, I don't defend any of this happening in real life. If someone does this, you should get out of that situation. It is iconic in a musical episode, though. <laughs> All of my rules go out the window for colorless, browseless. It's just so funny because he, like, Betty's like, you shouldn't be doing this. You should be doing your work so you don't be a high school dropout. And he's like, fuck you. And then he pushes everything off the desk and throws everything around the bunker. And then... Yeah, um, rules. It Betty and Jug sing and Veronica and Archie sing and they're really mad at each other and they scream at each other and they all destroy things. Greatest scene in cinematic history. Sorry. Oh yeah, it's great. It's, I freaking <laughs> love this scene. I actually, I love everyone. Everyone always is like, wow, this scene makes no sense. Why do they start singing? That's so dumb. It I rules. love it. It freaking rules. It's the best. <laughs> I love, I love how Cole sounds. I love the screaming. I'm a sucker. None of them 
look like they want to be doing the scene and it makes me so happy. No, the end where they're all like screaming, I'm all so and they all are like struggling. It rules. So not vibing. And honestly, Bella. I don't know what this song is about. I'm gonna be honest. I think destroying everything. Um, then everyone is dressed as Hedwig. And by everyone, I mean there is a hallway full of like 70 people all dressed as Hedwig, including one Reggie motherfucking mantle who looks iconic. There is no wig shop in Riverdale big enough to have supplied this it's school. Pops. It's Pops. <laughs> That's why Pop is bald. He's, he's just keeps cutting it off for wigs. The, so the whole hallway is full of people dressed as Hedwig. They all have wigs. They all have makeup. It is actually bananas. Um, yeah. And then I'm cuckoo bananas for you. Obby. Obby. Mr. Honey wa if, walks into the hallway. If I walked into a hallway of this, I think I would burst into tears. I would be so scared about what was going on. <laughs> like, Our guys did makeup. I know. Reggie looks so good. Anyway, also, honey's... from a practical standpoint, the makeup department on the Riverdale set was just suffering this day. I mean, that sucks. Oh, my God. Yeah, that must have been rough. There's no way this episode was fun to make. No. I refuse and they all look it. like they're having a miserable time. There's only one hair whoosh sound. You know that's when it's bad. They keep... This this episode seems so intent on affirming the fact that it's not a niche musical. They say it like five times. Just accept that the musical you're doing is weird and like not many people have heard about it. Just accept it and move on. Anyway, um, Mr. Honey cancels the variety show. Uh, you missed Reggie's best line. What he does says, he say? Uh, uh, Kevin's like, we're staging a protest. And Reggie says, hell yeah. And stamps with his heel. <laughs> I'm like, I'm oh an ally. I love that. Say, Say ally, Valentine. Ally. ally. Anyway. Um, oh, sorry. Was oh, it the origin of love? Yeah. Okay. Here. I have not seen Hedwig, but I love the song Origin of Love. I think it's a really good song. I really enjoy it. I just love this fucking song. It is so good. And I, the fact that they use it for Barchi makes me furious. <laughs> It. Uh, first of all, okay, it's a song about soulmates. It's yeah. basically a retelling of an old myth told by some person in Greek times, where they were like, there used to be people, and like it was um, two people like fused together. There were like two men, two women, and a man of a man and a woman, and there were three sexes. Uh, and the gods decided that people were too defiant, so they split people in half. So they all went their separate ways, and so everyone's searching for their other half that was split up for them by the gods. It's a song about soulmates. It's a very pretty song. It's really good. They uh, Archie and Betty sing it. It's less good when Archie and Betty sing it. I really, I don't like singing this song when you're having like a funny little affair and cheating on your partners together when the song is about like soulmates and being very in love. Like it could be about cheating, but this isn't like, oh, Archie and Betty are secretly in love. Like, it's just like, oh, they're kissing now. Anyway, no, here's the, one of the, the most romantic songs ever written. 
The conceit of the scene is, should we rehearse for the variety show? Sure. Let's kiss about it. It's bad. And then also Veronica and Jughead have, like, some lines. And at the end of the song, Betty throws a whole microphone onto the ground. If Donna and Betty sang this song, it would be over for me. They could have done it. What did that that would have worked with the plot line they've been I'm not even kidding. This would have worked. This is the anti-17. You're so right for that. You're right for that. You yeah. Also, I wrote down that Lily Reinhardt sounds like Taylor Swift, but in this song. Oh look, someone rose from the crypt. That's very strange. (laughs) How does it feel being wrong? Where'd you come from? (laughs) She does. She sounds like how I imagine the ideal Taylor Swift to sound. That's like just she's, mean. She's like my prototypical Taylor Swift in this moment. I think that's just a mean thing to say. My that that Lily sounds like my conception of what Taylor Swift sounds like. Yeah. Okay. I just feel like this is what Taylor Swift sounds like to me. I think the mm, does, but I don't think the rest does. All right. I just, it sounds like the it sounds like Taylor Swift to me, very heavily. I think Lily sounds good in this song. I think KJ sounds the worst he's ever sounded in this song. So yes, like, he sounds absolutely awful. So no, the voices don't like harmonize. You know well. who could harmonize? Fucking Betty. It would sound not. I mean Donna. Donna. Betty and Donna. You don't would know be that. Good Donna's that. never sung. That's purely a guess. They do my favorite thing in the world when they flash over to Veronica is they they have an overlay of Archie in the sky looking down at her. I know I was going to say that. It's so bad. And Cole looks over it in this. He does not want to be singing. Yeah. Um. Then So yeah, Betty and Archie fucking kiss. Is the Disgusting. lighting behind them pretty? Yes. Do I like that they kiss? No, I do not. Then something really exciting happens that I don't know if you noted. But Veronica gives Archie cupcakes as an apology. (gasps) Oh my god. That's so cute. That's so cute. It's a callback. I love that. 10 out of 10 this episode is now. No, I really liked that. And she, she says, here's cupcakes. This is the Veronica Lodge apology. Like, this is how I apologize. I would do it with cupcakes. And I was like, hell yeah, you do. That's cute. I was busy I write, da- writing down stuff about Archie and Betty. So I missed a good moment. I'm just happy they remember that she gives people cupcakes. I know. Because they never I really do. liked it. This, that's a Tessa Lee Williams special right there for you. She does remember random shit. She really does. I feel like there was no build up to... Betty and Archie getting together. No, of course not. Oh my god, Betty. no. None of this episode has built up. It's almost like they were doing a murder plot line. <laughs> the Archies perform at Le Bon Nuit. KJ is sweaty. Jug plays the drums. Yes, that is, that's a comics reference. And then there is one of the most iconic scenes in Riverdale Be- history. Before we get to that, okay. I just have a question for you. Okay. Can you imagine if... They all went up to the stage, the lights dimmed, and then you heard from the ether.
I just think that would have been the best callback in the history of time. They're singing and they go, here's to Ronnie and Archie and, and Jughead Betty. and Betty and Shoni and, and Reggie and me. <laughs> it's so good. You know who's not there? Ethel. <gasps> Unfair. She's been kicked out. Is she if they dead? had said Unknown. and Ethel, I would have spontaneously combust. That would have killed me. And Dr. Curdle Jr. <laughs> they just keep naming things. The Glee podcast was talking about like characters who were sent out to pasture. And I was thinking about Riverdale characters who have been sent out to pasture. It's Ethel. I know. She's gone. <laughs> She's been put in a wooden box as she <laughs> desperately <laughs> opposed. As they finish the song with a triumphant thing, they all run off and the camera zooms in to the Archie's logo on the drum. And it's a really sweet final moment. And you think, wow, what a good way for the episode to end. And then it cuts outside for them to be in the my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard positions for more song. How do they get up there? Why is the whole town there? Why did they all bring candles? Every single person in the audience suddenly has candles. Yeah. Why are they they're moving their arms not in the rhythm of the song? I don't think we've adequate, adequately expressed. Veronica, Betty, Archie, Jughead, and Kevin are on the roof of Pops. Why is Kevin there? He's not and singing. They're all dancing and singing, and then everyone below Pops is in the fucking parking lot in front of the now invisible Dairy Queen <laughs> holding candles. And moving the candles around. Where did they get the candles? How did they all light the candles? How did they get onto the roof? Did everybody sit in the parking lot and watch them climb onto the roof awkwardly? And then they started the song or were they still singing while they did that? Because that would also be weird. And then you think, okay, it could have ended at the zoom into the Archie's thing. But I, it can end now that they're all, they've all sung. And then it still doesn't end. <laughs> no. Then you see Jughead sitting in the bunker watching videos. I forget this happens literally every time I watch this and it disturbs me. I really don't like it. I hate yeah, it. No, actually. this is really creepy. Basically, it, Jug Jug is watching the voyeur tapes and out of nowhere, there's a tape where it's someone wearing a Jughead mask, like how he would look in the comic, comics in the woods, tied up to a chair. And then someone wearing a Betty mask comes in and hits him with a rock. And he falls over and the Betty just keeps smashing him with a rock. Yeah. And then it flashes back to Pops. No, it's not. Betty beats this guy with a rock and then she, like, the mask looks directly into the camera. It's horrible. I hate it. I really don't like it. This is the only thing in Riverdale that actually scares me. I don't like it. I can't look. I can't think about it. Now, I don't, Sarah, I assume you don't know, like, the episodes list of these seasons super well. But you might be thinking, isn't next episode the last episode of the season? Isn't, a bit, isn't it a bit late to be introducing something so, like, pivotal and different into a story one episode before the final? Yeah, it is. This doesn't get resolved. <laughs> I, to this day... Don't know if that person's dead. They were full, like, the Betty character doesn't just hit the Jughead character. No, she I, beats him. No, you hear like, it. You do, I, 
I don't know if they're dead. They might be. It really implies that they're dead. It really does. But then when it's revealed later that this was Jellybean's doing, they don't treat it like she killed people. No. But they do have her in places where snuff films are, like films of people dying. And so there's a weird Twilight Zone, a Schrodinger's Jellybean situation, <laughs> where I don't know if she's a murderer or not. You know what that does to you? I don't. This is the Archie Bear costume guy effect. It, it didn't happen. Nobody died. Costume. It's fine. Zero out of ten tearing down of the Berlin Wall. I don't know how to rate this because it's so, there's so many iconic Riverdale scenes that are funny, but it's also very offensive. And I'm really sorry to trans people for this monstrosity. <laughs> I, it's really bad. Tessa Lee Williams did you wrong. If, you know what? I'll give you two ratings. I'll give you two ratings. If you were to take any sort of, if you were to pretend you were an amorphous, apolitical figure that had no opinions on anything ever and put all of it in the corner, 7 out of 10. Yeah. If you include all of that, negative 7 out of 10. This episode can be so fun the first time you watch it and then never rewatch it. Yeah. Just don't think about it. Get drunk. Get high. Do Molly. Watch this in any state where you can't think about it, and you'll love it. Zero out of ten candle concerts. A two for the scenes that I really like. So two out of ten grandpappy poops. I hate you. I hate you both. I hate you from the bottom of my soul. You're th I have been sugar daddy. Um, I have been pre-farm candy. We didn't even talk about pre-farm Kevin. No, if we couldn't. We couldn't. It doesn't make sense. The only thing that they could imply when they say that line is that pre-farm Kevin was trans for some reason. And that they're like, now that he's doing the show, he's in touch with pre-farm Kevin. Trans Kevin. Which I thought it meant like, wow, I really felt like I have all my organs lately. <laughs> <laughs> they took they took his most trans organ. When they did surgery on his back, they removed the trans part. They did surgery on the back? <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening, Sarah. Go watch Big Fun again. Neither of us have signed off. No, you just haven't. The rest of us did. Oh, well, you didn't let me speak, so it's your fault. <laughs> watch Big Fun. Do it.